Are you looking for new books to read? Do you like finding a new special author? Are you tired of the same old books from the same old authors? Well then, welcome to Discovered Wordsmiths, a podcast where you can hear from fantastic new authors. Join Steven Schneider as he finds and talks to authors you may not know, but authors that have worked hard to write great new books. Hear about their book and why you should check it out. So sit back and listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith. Okay, so let's talk some author stuff. And we're going to talk about conferences and going to conferences, which you just went to one recently, which I I find interesting because it's in a different country, which I haven't been to. I've been to Canada, but not a conference up there is what I mean. All right. But before we do that, let me ask you a couple other questions. So you have been writing for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You've done journalism and now you're doing fiction. So what are some things that you've learned through the years that you're doing differently now than you would have? Well, certainly the technology would be key. When I started, I didn't even have a cell phone. They weren't available. I had a pager, which was a bit of a pain in the butt at times. But yeah. And then there was a whole business of filing a story. It used to be, I remember the first semi-computer that I could take on the road was about the size of a big briefcase. It had a capital right. gray tube, and you pretty much had to coat it in Vaseline to get it under the seat on an airplane. And it was a very delicate operation. Then you had to use acoustic couplers to stick it on a the, phone the line. Modem, was, oh my gosh. It was, it was a real, it was a real challenge. So that the technology became ridiculously easy now. I remember I went to the museum in Washington, D.C., the the news museum there, and they had one of these satellite trucks with the antenna that went out and so forth, and the TV reporters would be reporting from there. And I realize now my little phone has all that technology in this. That satellite truck, I'm sure, cost a half a million dollars back in the day. But uh, yeah, that, that part was definitely different. The actual hunting and gathering of quotes and the reporting, of course, it was made much easier with, with the cell phones and so forth. But when I look back at some of the things I covered before, before I had that technology, I, you know, earthquake in San Francisco or a murder on the Mexican border or the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Those were all things that I covered with pretty primitive technology and no cell phones. Wow. So do you feel if you would have done fiction writing back then that you would have enjoyed it or been as successful? Or do you feel that now that you've gone through your years of journalism, you can relax more with the fiction and it comes across? Just how do you feel about that? after? I agree that I think I can relax now. For one thing, I this may surprise you that fiction writing doesn't come with a dental plan or a pension. <laughs> so, yes, if nobody uh, understood that fact. <laughs> imagine my surprise. But no, I... So that's why I wanted to make sure I was financially secure for before I turned to fiction, because as you know, it it's not always... The ticket. I I feel I've written an eighty thousand word lottery ticket, but who knows what the odds are of ever cashing in on that? But yeah. Anyway, 
I felt that I needed the security of not having to wrestle with the, where the next paycheck would come from. So that until the kids were grown, my two sons, and they left home and my wife and I retired, then we figured, okay, now we can relax and breathe and use a different part of our brains. Nice. Okay. And you mentioned that technology has changed. So what software and services are you using now for your fiction writing? Actually, I just use the software. I had I had used Scrivener, which is an excellent program, but I lost patience figuring out all the bells and whistles. And I realized that I could probably just get by, as I did as a reporter, basically, with a more basic word processing. Okay. So that's just what I use. I I have occasionally stuck up things on a bulletin board as to my various plot points, but I don't even do that too much. I just I just push along one scene at a time. I usually write a scene a day, I, not necessarily a chapter, but a little movie in my head. And when the movie starts to flicker and fade, I figure, well, it's time to, to stop that one, and then we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I do that a lot, too. I really envision the scene. It helps get the words down easier, and, and they sound better. They don't sound so clunky I, that way. That was uh, one of the gifts of journalism, I had to say. I spent, as I said, I recorded most of my interviews, and then you'd have to transcribe them, go through that. Now, these days, I guess you don't need to. There's transcription software, but I never had that. But it required me to listen more closely and to pick quotes that are legitimate, but the, the quotes that encapsulate the whatever issue I happen to be exploring. And that, I realized, works very well in fiction writing as well, because dialogue is a, an elusive beast. People stumble when they talk, as I am evidence of that right now, but you have to fake realism when you do dialogue. You have to make your, your people smarter and more concise and still realistic. That's quite a challenge sometimes. Definitely. Agreed. Your book, you just got it out. What are you doing to market it? Besides podcasts, are you doing anything else to get the word out? Yes, I have a digital marketer, who Amy, who works in, from Texas. And so she's doing a lot of the stuff that I either can't do or I've lost patience trying to do. So my website is kenmcqueen.com and she's on there updating it from time to time. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and a few things like that, but I'm I'm basically not very good at this marketing thing, so I figured I would hire help for things like that. So I've been very fortunate in hiring two good people to look after it. Mickey Mickelson, as you know, and, and Amy as well and in Texas. So between the two of them, they keep me focused more on uh, just being a writer as opposed to being a marketer. Not very good at that part of it. So. Know your strengths. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. So we wanted to talk a little bit about conferences and things like that. You just went to a conference in Toronto, I think you said. Uh, no, actually, this one was on your side of the border. It was in uh, it was the Pacific Northwest Writers Association Conference, and it was in okay. Seattle, or actually just... Okay just across the way in, in Renton. And 
it was a wonderful conference, lots of writers. And I went for a couple of reasons. One, just to, because they had some great workshops and, and agents and editors talking about the craft, but also I got my publishing contract through them because last fall I entered an unpublished writer's competition that they staged. And I was a finalist in the mystery and thriller category there. And I didn't win, but as a result of that, I did get a publishing contract out of it. So to me, that was a bigger win than a little surprise. So yeah, so that's uh, how Wild Rose Press picked me up. I was very grateful for that. And so that was a, a good conference. I've also been at Thriller Fest. So there is myself and John Sanford at the, in New York. I was hanging out with the A-list folk. <laughs> and they, that's a very nice uh, conference. I'm hoping to go to it again this year in, in New York. It's been a virtual one for the last couple of years, obviously. But uh, that is uh, that has incredible wealth of great authors. And it's very craft-oriented. I will say, I feel authors, even the big names, are much more approachable and down to earth than say going to some place where there's actors. There's a I, there's a lot of actors that are that way too. But you talk to John Sanford, you got a picture with him, right? Like right there. Whereas you wouldn't be able to do that with a lot of big name actors. Oh, oh, are you still there? You're you're uh, you're breaking up there, Stephen. I think we're reconnected again. Are we? Hello. Uh, oh, there you are. sorry. I didn't catch all of that uh, last one. Yeah, I was saying how you got to go to a conference and talk to and get a picture with John Sanford, big name author. And I feel authors are very much more down to earth and they're more approachable and they're willing to talk to. They're not like, oh, you're not a best-selling author. I'm not talking to you. I've never encountered that. With they are. I, uh, I totally agree. There were any number of Harlan Coben was there and... Wow, a lot of them. And they are very approachable, very helpful. Barkley was there. Rick Mafina, who's a fellow Canadian. Another, both Linwood Barkley and Rick Mafina are former journalists who turned to fiction. And so I was interested to talk to them about some of their experiences in making that switch. So I really enjoy the, those conferences for that reason, the energy that, that they project and the helpless, helpfulness that they they give a newbie like me. Yeah. So what was your main motivation for going to the conference? Those were, and this time it was a bit of a thank you to the conference, Pacific Northwest Writers Conference, for giving me my start. And I also ended up as a judge for the unpublished thriller category this year. So I was one of many judges for that. So I wanted to give back a little bit to that and also to see what else is out there. Who's breathing down my neck with the next great book? And there's some great talent out there, I got to say. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, workshops. Do you attend many of the workshops that they have at these conferences? Yes, absolutely. It's a continuous learning curve for me, this whole fiction thing. And as you know, the publishing environment is so dynamic you turn your back for a, a minute and and one of the publishing houses is amalgamated with another publishing house and another 
publishers gone down the drain and you just never know what's going on. So it's good to, it's good intelligence to keep au courant on these things. Nice. Are, are there any conferences, you don't have to name names, or any particular workshops or something that you're like, wow, that was not as good as I expected? Did you have anything like that happen? No, I haven't really been disappointed with the, the ones, but I'm very careful where I spend my money. No, I'm going to another one in in late in October, and it's in a nearby uh, suburban area called Surrey, British Columbia. But it's called the Surrey International Writers Festival, and it brings a lot of top talent from from Canada and the U.S. So I will go to that one, and there will be a lot of Great, helpful writers like Robert Dagoni, who's a brilliant uh, Saskatchewan or Saskatchewan, Washington State uh, author, who's done very well with his Tracy Crosswhite series, and he's written three great spy novels based in Russia. So he's he's another of my heroes. He did a little bit of journalism back in his day as well, but so he's a great teacher. Hank Philippi Ryan is. A wonderful teacher as well. I've sat in on some of her uh, her workshops. Hank is a her, but she's very good. Yeah, I know. I agree with you and understand the you got to pick and choose sometimes. There's just so many popping up out there, and a lot of people are getting in on it, starting some, but then they're not always what you would expect. I know I went to one last year. It was a smaller one. Uh, some, a mm-hmm. bunch of authors I knew. But it was just so fantastic. Everybody, the energy and everybody got ideas and thoughts and information and everybody left with some new stuff. They were going to do another one this year, but there just wasn't as much interest. And I was like astounded because everybody was, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And they were purposefully trying to keep the conference small because they wanted it to be more intimate, which is what made it so wonderful. But then people still weren't interested. So what would you say to people how to decide and pick and choose whether they want to go to a conference and how to find the ones that are worthwhile and good for them? Got you. There are a lot of conferences that specialize, like the one I was just at and the one I'm going to in Surrey, the one in Seattle and the one, one in Surrey, BC. They're more general publishing authors, all sorts of genres and also nonfiction. So those are good if you value some of the teachers and some of the workshops, which is why I uh, I went there. And the Thriller Fest, which is in New York, is all purely, if pure and thriller can be put in the same sentence, purely thriller oriented. So that one is a definite go for thriller writers. It's an expensive one. But I, I yeah. it's all part of my training. I also went to earlier this year to Wisconsin to something called the uh, the police what was it called the police writers academy and it was amazing so I got to drive a cop car I got to shoot virtual guns I got to learn how you do a traffic stop all that sort of stuff and so that was a, it was a great con- course and it was all writers all fiction writers wow. in the most part. And that was a great deal of fun. But uh, again, you have to pick your spot. So I call Wisconsin uh, Deductible USA because I can write some of this stuff off. I like that. 
I've not heard of that one, but I love that idea because a lot of authors, thriller authors, do things with the police as far as mm-hmm. writing about them in their books. And we always try and make it authentic. So whoever thought of doing a conference where it was a bunch of police teaching writers what they do and giving them that information, that's brilliant. We need it more was. of those. I, for anyone who writes a police procedural, I highly recommend taking a look at this. It's not always held in Wisconsin. It's really somewhere else, but the the person in charge of it is Lee Laughlin, L-E-E-L-O-F-T-L-A-N-D. And and, uh, it will be going on again next year. And it's well worth it if you get the chance. And if you like, like me, not having to grow up. And so you get to drive a police car and do all sorts of cool stuff. (laughs) Right. See, now I'm thinking I want to start writing about race car drivers. And we need to have a conference where we can have race car. And I need to do more science fiction so I can go up in a SpaceX spaceship or something. But if anyone knows how to do a conference on dragon riding, hey, I'll write about riding dragons. Let's get this going. (laughs) Yep. Good luck on that one. I think it's a little easier yeah, yeah, than yeah. these procedurals. But, uh, but I love that to... concept because it's Sorry? for writers, but it's different than just hearing some of the same things about publishing or the craft of writing or this, that, and the other thing, which there's nothing wrong with that. But after you've been to four or five conferences and it's a lot of the same type of material, it's good to know there's choices out there that are more niche and specialized. Absolutely. I'm just trying to find. Uh, here we go. Oh, I'm trying to find Lee Laughlin's. Anyway, his last name, if anyone is interested, it's Lee L E and F L O F L A N D. If you Google his name, okay. you'll find out about this police academy. He's a former cop himself, and he loves writers, and writers love him, and all sorts of really A list authors have been at that conference. And uh, and it's just a picnic for people. I'm thinking, joking about the dragons and stuff, but seriously, there's so many script writing and streaming abilities now. You know, people want to learn more about that because there's choices all over the place. I wonder if someone already does or why someone doesn't do a movie screenwriting type of writers conference focusing on doing that, how to publish your book and that type of stuff. Someone's got to be doing something like that. Is that one? I expect that's the case. One of of my writing books is called Save the Cat. I don't know whether you've heard of that Uh, one. Yep. Uh, Uh, It's a good one. If you don't have Save the Cat, get Save the Cat. There you go. (laughs) It's a great book, and it was aimed at the screenwriters, uh, but it also works for novelists as well. And if you start watching a movie, my wife will nudge me and go, save the cat. It may not be literally a cat, but yeah, there's yeah, some, yeah. some way to humanize even the worst people because they'll do something a little out of character and kind of nice. And then they may not be the nicest person, but it gives an element of, of humanity to anyone that you're writing about. Yeah. You mentioned Thriller Fest. And... One of the authors I know, J.D. Barker, he's at Thriller Fest almost all the time. He's the one that, at that conference I told you about last year, turned me on to Save the Cat. Okay. Uh, and using that. And it's kind of scary. It's like once you have that power, 
it's like Spider-Man. You got to use it responsibly because I'll, I'll watch something and I'm like, that sucked. But now I know why it sucked. And yes, now I know what true. they screwed up on. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's powerful. Save the dragon. You got to work on your. <laughs> yes. And then I'll do my own conference. Who doesn't want to come to Lake Erie in the middle of winter about, to learn about dragon? Yeah. And go ice fishing. Yeah, we can go ice fish for dragons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, again, any other thoughts or advice about conferences? Or I know you mentioned virtual conferences. I think a lot of them are getting back to in person, which I love, but I still like the virtual because you mentioned the one in Wisconsin. Uh, mm. And I'm like, it'd be a little harder for me to get to Wisconsin money-wise, time-wise. Yeah. But I'd be interested if they did a virtual, whereas the Thriller Fest, which is in New York, that's closer. And I'd like to go to that one personally. So I think a good mix of the virtual and live is a good thing nowadays. What do you think about that? And do you have any other thoughts or advice on that? Definitely, there are virtual ones that I've gone to. and. You can actually do quite a bit with them. Even even Thriller Fest, the Thriller Writers International Thriller Writers Organization, which I'm now a member of, a great honor in my view. But they have writing courses online where you can submit, and they have about I don't know ten really good authors. Like when I took the course, it had Lee Child among them, and he was critiquing work and looking at your work online. And you can really advance your craft by taking some of these virtual courses. And they're pretty good value for money without having to even travel to New York. So that's something I highly recommend. There we are. are. We're back. We're back. All right. Sorry, you were talking about that conference. Yeah. So I was saying that International Thriller Writers has this great online training program that they Technical issues, we'll get this edited as best as possible. So we sound like we're jumping all over the place. I don't, you were saying something about conferences, and I, sorry, I don't remember. It threw me off when we lost it. Well, gosh, it was probably really profound. It's lost to humanity oh. now for all time. But we all got to quit writing and change our profession now. Here I am recording from my Canadian igloo, and there are probably some technical difficulties. I'll put, I'll put my, my uh, recording on a dog sled and get it to you at some point. But there you uh, go. Yeah. yeah, no, I uh, I think probably what I was talking about was we were trying to uh, find value for money in these conferences, and I was saying, well, you, and you were talking about there are some that are virtual, yeah, and yes. you feel that there's value in those, and I have to agree. I've been to several of those as well. I, you can't beat the in person stuff, but. Uh, I was saying one of my favorite organizations, the International Thriller Writers, has put a lot of energy into nurturing newbie writers, and they have a great online writing course where you get top-level authors, usually about 10 of them, and they'll each explore one aspect of the writing journey, and they'll write about it. They'll They'll have a prepared program, but you can... You can also ask them questions, and they're very generous with their their insights and cost you a bit of money, but not nearly as much as flying to New York for a, a conference. And you have this for all time on your hard drive, so you can refer back to it. So I, I've done that, and I got a lot of 
really useful insights from that. And, and like you said, you th there's lots of things different conferences do, and you met your publisher. That's one thing. The, mm -hmm. the workshops are definitely another, but the in-person, just going to the bar and hanging out sometimes gets you insights, gets you knowledge, gets you friendships that can lead places. It highly recommend if you're going to a conference, take full advantage of it. Do a pitch war if they offer it. Yes. Talk to publishers. Check out other authors. Sign up for newsletters. Attend the workshops. Go to the after hours goofy stuff because basically maximize your money and time. <laughs> Absolutely, which can be a stretch for some, some writers, and I put myself among them, are introverts in the main, right? You have to... Uh... To, to do marketing, you have to break out of that and to meet people at a bar and all that stuff. You find once you do it, and once you start talking to people about writing, it's great. One of the con courses I was at at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association dealt with marketing. And it was all about everyone went into that thing going, oh, geez, I'm going to hate this because it's terrible. But what the speaker said was, you're not... You don't look at marketing that way. You look at it, what makes you excited about your book? And when you talk about what gets you excited about your book, it's infectious and people will will respond to that. And you realize at that point, you're not marketing. You're just uh, sharing your excitement and it makes right. a big difference. And it was that was kind of like one of those times when the penny dropped and say, okay, that I can understand. Yeah, I always had the thought, if I'm writing a book, it's because I want other people to read it. I want people to enjoy it. Yes, I will get pleasure out of them enjoying it. And that's why it's motivating me to do it. But if I don't get people to read it and they don't hear about it, so what's the point of writing that? It's like being in a band and making music. You make music because you want people to listen to it, but you got to get it out there somehow. So I think marketing just has a bad connotation for us when it doesn't yeah. need to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The problem though is it's like hurting introverts. That's a very difficult thing to do. But yes. once you once you get over that fact, and as you say, the whole purpose of writing is to share it. So you gotta figure out, all right, put your big boy pants on and learn how to share your enthusiasm for your product. So Ken, we've had some difficulties. Sorry, I don't know what was going on with all that. But before we go, and I'll try and edit this so we sound like we know what we're talking about. So right. that'll be good. <laughs> but do you have any last minute advice for new authors? Seat in pants, stare at screen, repeat daily. I'm not one of these writers that says you have to write every day. I'm more of a five day a week writer because that was my work pattern when I, unless I was covering a big story, but be professional, treat it as a job and really just put your seat in the pants, do your research and, and let your imagination run free. I think it great. It's the thought I once thought when I was about 15 or not 15, say when I was about 23 or 24, that I should write a novel. I realized I didn't know enough about life to even attempt such a thing. I think you can start writing at any point in your life. It's never too late or too early, but you may not have as much success early as you might think you do. But 
we all have life experiences and we can color those into creating wonderful characters. So that's where journalism is a, a great gift. Then. But there are any number of life experiences that would work well in fiction right. writing. Great. Appreciate that. So, Ken, it's been great talking to you. Good afternoon discussion for writers and about your book. And I want to wish you luck on that. I'll let you know when this goes live and we'll have links in the show notes to your website and to the book for everybody. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, kenmcqueen.com, M-A-C-Q-U-E-N. That's someone told me that's a great writer's name, Ken McQueen. I said, well, yeah, it's mine. And John D. McDonald was already taken and Alistair McLean was already taken. So <laughs> I'll keep I, mine. I joke that uh, I should have made my pseudonym Stephen Ace because it's just one better than Stephen King. <laughs> but I thought that was a way a little presumptuous. All right. You have a great day, Ken. I've really enjoyed this, Stephen. You're a great interviewer and oh, thank very you. relaxing. Great. Had a good time. Hi, if you enjoyed this episode of Discovered Wordsmiths, please support the author. Go to their website, go to Amazon, look them up, get the book. And if you click on the link that I have in the show notes, you'll also help support the podcast so I can keep the hosting and all the software I use and uh, keep it running for, to help more authors. When I am recording this, we've got over 100 episodes, lots of authors. Go to the website, discoveredwordsmiths.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great authors, probably in some genre that you love. See what they have. Check out their books. That's what the point of the podcast is for. So people can discover new authors, find some new books they love, support the authors so they can continue writing. So please support them. And if you do like the podcast, if you've been thinking of podcasting or you're a writer, I've got some links also at the website. Click on those if you're interested in any of the software or services that I talk about. Everything that I have there is something I use, so I've got an affiliate link. Again, it's a little bit, if everyone clicked on those, if they were going to get it anyway, it helps keep the podcast going. So let's all help each other out, discover more authors to read. Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.